welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities, both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am speaking with Professor Babakali Alkali, the head of the Department for Mechanical Engineering at GCU, to talk about his work into improving the safety and the efficiency of our railways. Babakali, thank you very much for joining the show. Yeah, thanks, Craig, for, um, for having me on um, on the show today. The pleasure's all mine. And I want to start just by asking, how have you been finding things over the past 11 months since we've stopped working on the campus? It's been quite challenging at the beginning, you know, but, you know, as time goes on, we kind of go into the feel of, um, you know, you know, working from home. But um, there are some challenges, you know, um, it's one of the sometimes, you know, you're very productive. Sometimes you're not very productive, but again, you know, um, the whole process of working from home was like a, a gradual process to try and um, acclimatize with, um, you know, the whole home atmosphere, you know, being efficient and so on. But yeah, as time goes on, yeah, we kind of um, try to adapt to the whole process and um, kind of move on. But again, it was a somewhat difficult, generally, with um, all the staff uh, in, in the Department of Mechanical Engineering. And also uh, the process of um, setting up lectures, delivering lectures online, you know, the time pressure put on staff and myself as well in terms of um, developing online materials to be delivered online. So, I mean, there are, there are all um, challenges associated to that. And again, looking at you from the student's perspective, mm-hmm. the way looking at um, how we could actually try and see how we could um, ensure that the students are actually not disadvantaged um, on a different aspect of the course they are actually enrolled into. But again, it was an unprecedented time uh, for everyone. But however, uh, we're kind of a bit resilient, I would say, <laughs> with the whole process. And um, yeah, we are actually doing okay, Good. but um, improving gradually. Good. That's, I'm, I'm pleased to hear that. I'm pleased to hear that. Now, at the top of the show, we mentioned we're going to be looking at your research into improving the safety and the efficiency of our railways. But before we get into that, can you tell me a bit about your background and how you got into this field of research? Yeah, um, I actually um, ventured into the research in the railway industry uh, like almost, I would say, 10 years ago. It was with my research in the area of maintenance and reliability of complex systems. Um, I've done a bit of our research in the oil and gas industry, looking at um, modeling equipment and um, coming up with some proposed uh, maintenance processes for um, oil and gas assets. So I had a couple of um, um, MSc students that I can enrolled in the um, Master's in Maintenance Management at um, GCU 10 years ago. So um, from there, I actually kind of developed an interest in the area of um, uh, railway. So I started working on um, looking at um, how train services, service operations can actually be um, improved efficiently. Okay. Um, looking at the concept of maintenance. So, and I was actually really interested in looking at the, uh, the maintenance philosophy within the railway industry. How is it be conducted? The process, how are the regulatory bodies being monitored, mm-hmm. monitoring the maintenance activities within the railway industry, looking at the franchise as well. How are they being operated? So that's more of a, the, uh, an area of interest to me. Um, uh, that was um, how I uh, developed um, quite an interest in the railway. 
That's quite interesting. You talk about the maintenance philosophy there. Can you explain a bit more about that? Yeah, um, you know, the concept of maintenance could be uh, old-fashioned to some people. But again, when you're looking at when you look at the, uh, the concept of maintenance, it could be put as a form of um, a repair process. Doing anything basically that can put a system back into operation could be referred to as a maintenance process. So the looking at the philosophical aspect of maintenance, it's the modeling, you know, where you've got maintenance process. How do you come up with an optimum maintenance time for a system? Basically, systems are subject to failure at any time. Mm-hmm. So uh, how would you prevent such a system from failing? With that in mind then, what are some of the ongoing issues for network rail and train operators around the UK? I mean, there has been quite a lot of um, evolutionary process in the railway industry and maintenance is actually one of it. And the concept of maintenance has actually evolved over the years. And um, most of network rail and um, the railway industry generally are trying to see how they could embrace um, new technology basically and try and see how they can actually reduce maintenance. Because sometimes there are difficult maintenance tasks, dirty maintenance tasks, and really dark places where you can actually do the maintenance. Mm -hmm. So the whole process of reducing the concept of maintenance is one of the main challenges, you know, being um, faced by the industry, the railway industry generally. So the use of technology, high-tech, data monitoring, technology it's something that they want to try and um, look at so that's one of the main challenges and again on the other hand there are aspects that have to do with um, decarbonization which is a big one right now what would happen to a train operator that failed to meet its targets i mean there are quite a lot of uh, compound, compounding um, challenges um, associated with the train operators they normally sign up with a franchise to run a service and uh, under normal circumstances, when they don't meet the, uh, uh, the service requirement, they normally get a penalty. For example, um, if a train is actually operating at a certain time, um, there are delays, uh, cancellations, and so on, they do normally get um, face penalty if a train, for example, doesn't, apply, uh, doesn't arrive at a station um, on time. So there's a, there's a window of period given to the, uh, the train operators in terms of service operation. Any delay more than five minutes is always a penalty. So then some of the work you're doing then, some of the research you're carrying out is saving these train operators, well, could save these train operators like millions of pounds. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, basically, you're actually looking at um, uh, running a service where there are no redundancy or maybe backup trains to actually fill in the gaps. So in a situation whereby there are any cancellations and um, any delays that could have a knock-on effect um, on the whole process. So yes, uh, looking at the uh, the operation of a a fleet of trains, say for example, over a certain period of time, definitely if uh, a proper maintenance process has been put in place, there will be a a huge amount of savings that can actually be made um, by the train operators. And remember that, um, Quite a lot of um, money within the UK, uh, I think around 1.9 billion pounds has been, that's one of the value of money within the the railway industry. And um, I think the information about 15% of that um, accounts for the concept of assets within the railway industry. Network Rail, for example, actually looks at um, upgrading some of the assets, some of its assets over, over the period of time. 
and with the current situation that we're in with the lockdown, service operation has actually dropped by 80%. So with that drop of um, service operation by 80%, again, the uh, the railway industry have actually taken a, a hit by the reduction of the service operation. There are ideal assets there. So in terms of the um, operating some of the assets, uh, some of the rolling stock over the uh, specified period of time, uh, there is uh, a, a big challenge. So by the time we get back to normal, what's going to be the future? Yeah. So that's one of the main um, areas that um, is of interest to me right now. And again, working together with um, Network Rail as well as the, um, the uh, or train operating companies uh, to try and see how we could actually come up with some sort of a, a sustainable railway um, industry to ensure that um, the customers actually have a good experience um, at the end. That's very interesting. Can you talk a wee bit about what the future could look like once things are quote unquote back to normal? Um, in terms of the future, I mean, people will, will tend to use a um, different mode of transport due to COVID. But however, the railway industry to have to ensure that they actually focus more on customer satisfaction. You know, how the uh, customer can actually have a good experience actually using the railway, uh, the railway services. So that's actually one of the main uh, uh, challenges the, uh, uh, the railway industry will, are actually facing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, performance is actually a good, uh, is an area. Availability and reliability is actually another thing as well. Trains arriving on time. That's one of the main key um, aspects customers would want to try and um, see how they could um, uh, use the railway facilities uh, in a more efficiently. And in terms of the future generally, anyone um, due to the concept of digitalization that has been rolled out right now in the railway industry, uh, the use of digital data analytics, each and every um, customer or anyone can actually have an app that can see a, a position of a train and when it's actually going to arrive at the station. So there are uh, situations whereby one can actually know a specific time the train is going to arrive um, at the particular station by just looking at your mobile phone. Okay, very good. On to that. So that's one of the concept of digitalization is actually something that has been looked at um, right now, rolling that out and the position of a train anywhere Mm-hmm. So that's been used um, at the moment for the concept of um, uh, maintenance um, as well. So that is expected to be rolled out to customers as well. But right now you can actually see, you can actually book the, um, a train and look at the arrival time of the train. But the digitalization strategy, you want to know where the position of the train is and the time of which it's actually going to arrive. Mm-hmm. So that's something, again, one will actually, uh, uh, the, the railway industry will have to try and um, ensure that they work on um, right now. And um, yeah, there are other aspects as well, as I mentioned earlier on, uh, that have to do with um, decarbonization um, in the railway industry and um, um, other main um, areas that have to do with cost. What do we mean by artificial intelligence within the context of railway maintenance and management? Artificial intelligence basically is simply um, the use of uh, machine learning techniques. Um, sometimes um, the concept of artificial intelligence and um, machine learning is being used interchangeably. However, there are some subtle differences in the use of uh, uh, those terms and also the use of uh, the term called big data analytics. They're all kind of related. 
So the whole process is uh, using data different approach. You come up with some, it develops some sort of algorithm that can actually read up the data, come up with some sort of a training model that can actually understand the data. The algorithm actually uses a lot of uh, mathematics to do some modeling of the data. So basically you feed that into um, a network. We call the system uh, neural networks. So the neural networks will actually train the data. We call the forward propagation of the data. Train the, the uh, they have a training model that can actually look at the data and come up with um, the best course of action that needs to be conducted. Then backward propagation again to the beginning okay. with the right outcome from the train model. So that's the concept of um, AI using data-driven approach. So that's why um, the concept of artificial intelligence and the use of machine learning techniques and the use of data analytics and the whole package on its own is called data science. So if we're looking at things like customer satisfaction, the efficiency of the trains, sustainability, decarbonization, digitalization, Tell me about your research then, Baba Kali. How is your work feeding into this? Yeah, um, my work is more in the area of uh, looking at um, a data-driven um, approach um, into this uh, because uh, the concept of um, condition monitoring or the use of uh, monitoring data in the railway industry is still ongoing. And um, they've actually come up with um, a lot of uh, processes in terms of data gathering that had to do with some um, customers and there are surveys being conducted in terms of customer satisfactions. And uh, one would like to try and see a specific area that I'm actually interested in is actually looking at the data, looking at the data driven approach on how we could um, come up with um, an efficient way of um, advising the uh, the railway um, operators to try and make um, an in, in, um, informed decisions on service operations, when they can actually try and maintain, and that can actually have a knock-on uh, knock effect on um, pricing of tickets. Mm -hmm. So again, uh, the price of tickets keeps going up <laughs> over the years. So how sustainable that will be that's a big question, and that's a, a need of a debate right now. And um, system knowledge, informing customers about their carbon footprint, how they can contribute towards the decarbonization strategy. And um, on the other hand, looking at um, the concept of performance-centered uh, maintenance strategy. Again, if a train is actually making its required performance, um, how would they ensure that um, they're actually managing their assets in an effective way? So that, that's the whole concept. It's an area where I'm actually interested in right now, looking at um, using data-driven approach. When I was researching this podcast, the acronym RCM came up a number of times. What do we mean by RCM? Uh, the concept of RCM is uh, it's called reliability-centered maintenance. It's an approach that has been used um, in the airline industry quite a lot. Um, it actually originated in the airline industry in the early 70s when um, the airline industry actually wanted to understand its maintenance thinking of aircraft when they're actually airborne. And um, it has actually become actually a standard in the airline industry where they uh, have to ensure 
that um, at the design stage of each and every component within the airline industry, they have to ensure that um, the concept of um, RCM or reliability center maintenance approach is actually used. So by definition um, of um, RCM is simply determining the, um, the maintenance requirement of any assets in this operating context. So basically you, the approach of RCM is just to preserve a system function. Okay, so how do you use RCM in the context of your research with the performance and efficiency of trains and railways? The use of RCM basically is more, the use of RCM approach is a, a comprehensive way of a failure analysis or failure middle effect analysis to try and identify the root cause of a failure. So by looking at, at the function of a particular system, how it can actually possibly fail, what causes it to fail, what's the consequences of the failure? Mm -hmm. If the failure happens, does the failure really matter? What if the failure cannot be found? You know, what could be done to ensure that um, the failure is actually fixed? So that's the whole concept of the RCM approach. Mm -hmm. So basically identifying what needs to be done to ensure that the system doesn't fail. Mm -hmm. So that's more of a step-by-step -step approach try to identify the root and what needs to be put in place to try and um, ensure that um, the failure doesn't happen. We mentioned RCM there, but what other tools do we use to monitor the efficiency and performance? Again, condition monitoring. Yeah, condition monitoring. Basically ruling out sensors on key systems to monitor key parameters that can actually ensure that um, the system doesn't fail. So basically monitoring the state of health of that particular system would require rolling out condition monitoring. And that has been done extensively within the railway industry because most trains now are, um, are supplied with some high tech technology that can actually monitor uh, systems in real time. So that would definitely um, um, help improve the entire performance. But the question now is, the concept of um, remote condition monitoring in terms of data collection and gathering on key critical systems on trains and um, assets being collected uh, right now. So there are millions of data information right now. The question is um, how do you use those data information to ensure that um, you analyze and come up with um, effective strategy. In 2013, you took part in a knowledge transfer partnership with ScotRail, and you were looking at ways to improve the reliability and performance of its stock. Could you tell me about that KTP? Yeah, um, this KTP actually, um, uh, in collaboration with um, uh, various ScotRail um, in 2013, is to um, uh, review uh, the maintenance strategies, basically looking at the maintenance practices and see how we could actually come with um, an effective maintenance process um, for them to try and implement to ensure uh, the, rain, uh, the trains are actually um, available and uh, to improve reliability performance. So what did the KTP actually involve? Uh, the KTP actually involved um, tackling problems that had to do with systems failing in service. And specifically, we actually focused on, on um, the doors Okay. Because that's one of the main uh, one one critical system, and there are other critical systems on trains as well. The wheel sets, like T one. I mean, there are uh, so you've got the engine as well. So the doors was actually one of the main worst performing systems that we actually focused on. So well, let's look at um, investigating the door units and uh, see how we could um, 
come up with um, a process uh, of ensuring that the door system doesn't fail, mm -hmm. or even though if it fails or deteriorate, it's been detected and fixed prior to leading to cancellation of service or maybe a delay of service. I'm just trying to think my own experiences on a, on a train. If the doors fail to open, that means the train's got to be longer on the platform because the passengers have to filter into to other carriages and that obviously leads to, to delays and then maybe cancellations. Am I right in thinking that? Um, yeah, for example, if there's a problem with a door, yes, there could actually lead to a delay because um, passengers have to move to the next carriage to actually get off the train. And um, basically, um, looking at the opening and the closing time of the, the doors is something that we uh, investigated. Uh, we looked at um, conducting a comprehensive um, RCM approach, whatever I can mention earlier on, uh, reliability centered maintenance, breaking down the doors into several components and investigating each and every component associated with the door. And what did you All the way down to bolts and nuts. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> so all the way down to both or not. So the door system could be a simple system. So we broke it down to um, over 100 components. So investigated each and every how it can actually possibly fail. And there's a collection of components that actually form the door system. So breaking out um, all that, we conducted a comprehensive uh, RCM. However, there could be common cause failure associated to the failure of a door or a precursor to failure of a particular door system. So one typical example could be wear and tear or probably maybe a, a typical intermittent electrical failure mm -hmm. due to um, the relay system on the doors or due to a surge process. And you have the mechanical wear as well, mechanical failure. So all those are kind of um, systems that can lead to uh, the failure of the door. The door opens and closes each time it arrives at a particular platform. And there could be some disruptions due to a passenger coming in, being trapped, the, ba the bag has been trapped, yeah. or maybe a trolley has been trapped at the door. That can actually cause some sort of a, a wear and tear, uh, wear process um, within the door system. So looking at the whole process, uh, it's actually something that um, we conducted. Uh, looking at all the possible ways a door can actually fail. So what were some of the outcomes at the end of the KTP? What did you discover? Yeah, we uh, uh, we actually conducted a condition monitoring trial um, after uh, the comprehensive RCM approach um, on one of the, uh, the train doors and um, see how we could uh, install some sensors and monitor the door um, over a certain period of time. And uh, we conducted a simulation uh, to try and see uh, what could be uh, the main possibility of a door failing over a certain period of time. So uh, basically based on the data that we've actually collected, we run a simulation to try and see the failure. When can it can actually possibly fail? And determine the optimum time for us to try and see how we could try and maintain the doors before the failure happens. And looking at the aspect of cost as well. So what were some of the outcomes at the end then? Have you managed to improve the cost first and efficiency for ScotRail? Yeah, in terms of um, the uh, efficiency um, of the, um, the door system, as well as the cost, uh, we tend to try and, um, because the door is uh, an intrusive system, whenever uh, the door has been stripped down to do maintenance, a failure is normally inflicted during the process of the door. So that's one of the main 
challenges we had and rolling our condition monitoring, we tend to try and see how the door uh, maintenance can actually be delayed for a certain period of time, rather than having a more frequent maintenance. So the condition monitoring uh, gives us an idea of the state of health of the door system. Okay. So that's going to be uh, something that um, I will be talking about more in uh, my professorial lecture. You've, you've done that is my, exactly what I was going to go on and talk about. The segue was perfect there. Yeah. Now you are set to deliver your professorial lecture at the beginning of March, and it's titled The Future of Sustainable Railway, A Tale of Two RCM Analytic Approaches. You've just touched on it there, but can you talk a bit about more in depth? What are you going to be discussing at the lecture? Yeah, um, what I'll be talking about uh, at the lecture is um, looking at um, the two RCM, um, a tale of the two RCM approaches. Uh, one is with the re remote condition monitoring, which is simply more to do with um, the data collection and um, the aspect of um, the reliability center maintenance, looking at the modeling approach. So on the one hand, I'm actually looking at the concept of um, the data that is being collected on the railway, and on the other hand, it's more to do with the um, the failure analysis and the failure identification processes, and how do that uh, match together. So, modeling um, approach, a simple modeling approach, without looking into going into a lot of um, number crunching and mathematical expressions, just the outcome. That's going to be the main focus um, on, on my talk, and um, how that can actually contribute towards um, a sustainable railway. Um, in the future, because the data different approach is actually something that um, is going to be the future because data needs to be analyzed properly and see how decisions can actually be made based on data. Do you have any other projects you're working on at the moment? Anything on the horizon? Yeah, there are actually other projects that we're working on, but um, it's not in the railway right now, but it's more to do with um, looking at the production. Again, it's more data driven. Um, it's uh, it's a KTP project we are actually working on with some some of my uh, colleagues uh, within um, the school with uh, Mitsubishi uh, right now. We are looking at um, coming up with um, predictive maintenance strategy for a uh, production uh, plant for production plant um, in yeah I think in Mitsubishi plant in Livingston. So the main concept we're actually looking at uh, how the whole process of production can be conducted in a more efficient way. So that's an ongoing project right now. Bawakali, I'd like to thank you very much for joining me today. Very interesting. Thanks very much for your time. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, great. I'd also um, like to thank everyone who has listened to today's show and I hope you can join us soon when we'll be talking with another member of staff from the university. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us from, and be sure to register for Baba Kali's professorial lecture. Details will be in the description. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been the Common Good Podcast. Mm -hmm.